Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 2, one retroactively horrifying minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. I'm Scott Corelli, and I'm wondering where you're going with that one. And I'm Zach Luna. I once asked Aubrey Plaza if she was Aubrey Plaza. Was she? <laughs> she was, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's good. <laughs> um, Scott, I mean, uh, I, I mean retroactively horrifying because uh, this minute begins uh, at minute 14 with uh, my, uh, Marty McFly being accosted by horrifying um like wax made visions of those long dead uh, including prince of pop michael jackson and um our president ronald wilson reagan who have been brought back to life in 2015 in cheap kind of like weird putty like but also kind of maybe also animatronic and they're telling you about all these like gaudy crappily made like nostalgic food platters and i just can't imagine an uglier way to honor <laughs> two two American icons. It's rough. Yeah, it's rough. The fascinating because yeah, you know, like, so. uh, both because uh, both you know in 1989 both uh, both Ronald Wilson Reagan six 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 and uh, Michael Jackson were still alive. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Right. I wonder what they thought when they watched this. That's not me. <laughs> Nancy, that's not me. No, it's not, Ron. That's not. I'm right here. Well, what do they mean? What do they mean with this? <laughs> Bubbles, is that me? No, Michael, you're right here. That's not me. Yeah, so the the Max Headroom uh, videos <laughs> is is something very specifically referenced in the Paradox Draft. It specifically says that they're Max Headroom style. Uh, <laughs> like like video, they're what they're called. They're called video simulacrum. Simulacrum. Uh, sim simulacrum. Is that what? Yeah, I'm right. Saying? Yeah, simulacrum. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What does that mean? Okay. Back? Oh, it's like a um, I don't know. It's like it's like <laughs> a, a, it. a derivative version of something. So like uh, the simulated versus the oh. simulacrum. So like. The meaning um, is in the symbol, but the simulacrum is like the weird physical object. I think I don't know. It's been a while since I took okay. classes on anything. Duh, 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 duh. So it's a so it's a video uh, simulacrum. Creepy. Um, yeah, and that's what the, all the waiters are are these little video simulacrums that like float around the room and take people's orders. It seems like there's no actual waiters. So this this. So Cafe 80s is basically a giant vending machine. Now, what I'm curious about yeah. is, are the Max Headroom machines supposed to be, look at how dumb the 80s are, or look what 2015 is going to be like? Uh, both. Both, I both, think. Both is good, like, yeah. Because if you go into like a Chili's or like a like any, any other kind of restaurant, because I can only name Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would there would there again be like simulacrum? Like, are there just no waiters in 2015? Uh, that's what I think. But but I don't think that they would be Max Headroom style if it yeah. wasn't. Cafe. Yeah, like they'd have like way sleeker video cafe video waiters at like a upscale restaurant or chain restaurant. Right. This is like or or this is another instance of of uh, 1985's version of 2015. Right. Yeah. Yes. This is just what all VR looks like. Right. Yeah. It's possible. 
That's wild. Be. Yeah. What a I love horrible, how it's almost kind of it's almost uh, kind of like the the it's like the the idea of we're advancing in nothing but time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah, our yeah. culture, our technology <laughs> is not. It's, we're just getting older. It, it's also one of those like uh, self-fulfilling prophecy type things. Like ob- obviously, obviously you don't go into a cafe 80s like this in 2015 these days. But I have been to a fair amount of like barcades where like, oh, yeah, you know, a- a- yeah, it's like a little industry in its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you go to Target they, they, and there's like Thundercat shirts and like mm-hmm. they trade you know, on all the that. Highest, and, the highest gross yeah. movies in the world are like Transformers and Star Wars. Right. Whoa. I didn't think about that. That's weird. I think it's uh I, I, I think this this whole restaurant is interesting because I, I it it seems to be the only restaurant I mean we don't know what's in the mall, but it's the only one on the square. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is the only restaurant? Like is a is a retro eighties joint? Well, question. <laughs> so in the world, uh, and and so this is not going too off topic, but you know, yeah. in this in the novel Ready Player One, written by Ernie Klein, who's a self professed Back to the Future uh, fan. I mean, I think he actually owns a DeLorean. Isn't isn't the world of Ready Player One a world that almost like fetishizes eighties technology and eighties pop culture to the Absolutely. point where it actually becomes like you know like geopolitically important? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, there's there's entire like systems of economy dependent on it uh, in that universe, like yeah. at stake. Yeah, your knowledge like of pop, was of like pop a, culture. Like, he was like a Steve Jobs figure, and he injected like the culture at large with his like kind of unhealthy '80s nostalgia obsession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that then maybe that's a parallel. Maybe that's like two doors down is the uh, because the this is when or whatever. This is the, because this is where time stopped, so to speak. It would make sense that the 80s would have like a sort of more indented like crater in this, you know, 2015 world. In this, yeah, yeah. Because this is the version of 2015 that can only exist when you're time traveling from 1985. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it, it has a bigger, uh, uh, I want to say like. Impact? Impact. Thank you. Yeah. I was trying to go sure. further with the comet metaphor, but I couldn't go any further than that word. Bigger, bigger impact. It's crazy, but mm-hmm. it's weird. I mean, obviously, more than anything else, an excuse for them to to have fun with making fun of current trends and uh, what can we yeah, put in here that's nineteen eighties. But it's just so funny that well, and, and also, and also, we have to remember that they're getting in all their product placement in this movie because there can't be any product placement in eighteen eighty five. Although, like, <laughs> that's after, true. Like, yeah, McFarland version of. Like Back in the Future Three, there'll be like a Texaco station and like right. like a Pepsi kind of like type of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, a- and technically, we know that a million ways to die in the West takes place in the same universe as Back to the Future Part Three. No, we don't. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it takes place in the Jeff Goldblum universe where he's also Christopher Lloyd. I love that one. That's my favorite alternate universe. Uh, mm-hmm. What else do they have on the walls here? They've got like, um, like banners and pendants and stuff. It looks like, yeah. I well, tell. here's my favorite. Uh, here's my favorite uh, mythology bit about Cafe Eighties, which is mm-hmm. that okay. So it's in the same place as Lou's Diner, which event- in the eighties became Lou's Fitness Center, yeah. which was 
his kid's way of respecting Lou. And the diabetes and that killed him. Yeah, and being like, we're going to turn your diner into a fitness center, but we're still going to call it Lou's. It's just going to be Lou's <laughs> Fitness Center. So it's like a respect it. thing. But then what's great about Cafe 80s is that their kids continued that trend by saying, we're not going to call this Lou's Cafe 80s. We're just going to call it Cafe 80s, but we're going to put two uh, uh, stationary bikes in the restaurant just randomly <laughs> yeah. to, as a as a callback to Lou's Fitness Center. They're nothing if not consistent, the Lou folk. That's amazing. I like yeah. how with each I like how with each successive generation they give less and less of a shit about Lou. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, we will call it Cafe Eighties and we will have one like bike because of our grant like it has less and less to it, like if you lose a degree <laughs> right, of right, right. every decade. It's like like the fitness people were like, Well, what was important about the diner? Lose. That's what was important about the diner. And then like the cafe people are like, What was important about the fitness center? Chicks on the bikes, bikes, right? All right. <laughs> what, was, what was important about cafe? The Reagan the Reagan robot, of course. So now it's like a bank. <laughs> but like the Reagan, would you like to make a withdrawal? <laughs> and you go, oh, I just want a uh, Pepsi tap. Oh yeah. Pepsi free. I I uh uh, did you guys notice the uh, the priceless antique in the background? Oh, the Pac-Man? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Pac-Man. <laughs> I thought you meant a young Elijah Wood, Scott. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. We're not talking about him right now. No, no, no. no. Stop, stop. Stop. We're not talking about him. Bop, 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 bop. Just we talk about him now. We're not going to talk about him when he's actually on screen. So stop talking about, about anything him. else. Pac-Man priceless artifact. Do not touch. I think is the do not sign touch. it says. Which is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, they got a guitar on the wall. Priceless. priceless. What yeah, is it? Would a Pac-Man Pac machine be a priceless artifact? No, I mean not where we live, but like in this universe, like a. I, I don't know. They seem to. Door? They they all seem to uh, pray at the altar of the 1980s for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I guess I don't understand why the Pac-Man is a priceless artifact and the antique computer is like being hawked for twenty bucks next door. Yeah, at the or, or like the Jaws antique shop. Betamax. Right, right, I don't right. Know. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. I don't know what the internal logic is there. Hmm. Um Well maybe our uh our, our relations with Japan aren't nearly as fruitful as they are in our timeline and like a Pac-Man machine is actually kind of like a rare export. Or mm. or maybe like they uh reverse engineered the technology for hovering and everything from a, a Pac-Man machine or something like that. Like they discovered the secret in the code or yeah. and their entire Maybe new. Yeah. 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 Their new mm -hmm. way of life is only possible because of the Pac-Man machine. There's only so many left. So, so they honor it. So they honor it in a cafe <laughs> that has no waiters. <laughs> <laughs> they don't put it in a museum. They put it in they put it left, next to the, the world. Cafe is better than any right. museum. The chalice That's that uh, landed the blood of Christ on the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we call it the Holy Grail. <laughs> so, so can I talk about something that uh, I don't like? Yeah, of course. Sure. The arguing uh, simulcrums. Oh uh, yeah. When the I Ayatollah. Yeah. Yeah. When they when they start like bickering and going back and forth, and then Marty is like, "All right, uh, guys, guys, guys." I'm just like, uh, why do I feel like Roger Rabbit broke you, Zemeckis? Yeah. <laughs> like, you have a weird, like, like an oncoming storm cloud visions of, like, Christmas Carol. 
Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a that he's bit. like that he's he's more interested in playing around with these, you know, uh uh simulated doohickeys. Scary puppets. Then like advancing forward the the scene. He's like, Oh yeah, well we'll stop just, we'll put the brakes on and do a joke where they're bumping into each other for a while. Yeah, it's just it's long. just too silly. It's too silly. Um it's yeah. very, very cartoony in a way that doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like the movie should feel to me. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's yeah. it's, it's weird for some reason. I don't know what the what the thing behind the camera detail funny. is. Right, and it's not funny. It's like it's just not remotely funny at all. Yeah. Like maybe um, it would have yeah. gotten like a shock laugh in 1989 because of like the Ayatollah, but <laughs> right. <laughs> what are they saying? Does he say something about what you have to try the what special? I can't even hear what the joke is because uh, they're talking over each other. According to uh, according to the script, uh-huh. um and and there this is fun because there's a fun little difference here but like the the script says that uh, Reagan says our special today is mesquite grilled sushi cajun style dipped in a thai cilantro sauce which sounds like the most disgusting thing i've ever heard yeah yeah uh, but it does sound like southern california mesquite, in 2015 <laughs> mesquite grilled sushi cajun style dipped in a thai cilantro sauce Fuck. Ugh. Pardon my French. Uh, wow. <laughs> Dang. Oof. Yeah. Oh, that's so, not fun. Too many things. And then uh, Ayatollah comes up and then he says, no, the it Ayatollah is the great. It, it says it, he says, no, it is the great Satan special. I demand you have tofu. What? Uh, so he's calling he is calling Reagan's suggestion of the special. Oh, that's the great that Satan. Is, yeah, that is the great Satan special. I demand you have tofu. Uh, guys, Boy. the great Satan special, you ban that. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, and then Michael Jackson shows up. Well, actually, in this, they're not arguing. They just keep changing between the people. So, like, Reagan oh. shifts into the, the Ayatollah and then shifts into Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson oh. says, Hey, be cool. Don't be bad. We're all friends here. Yeah, that's what he would say. I feel like that's better. Super yeah. Lame. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Mar- and then that's when Marty asks for the Pepsi and he holds up his 50. And then, Ra- and then it shifts back into Reagan and Reagan says, Cash. Well, it's much easier for you to just use your thumb. And then Marty says, uh, no, I'll just pay cash. And then Reagan says, well, there's a handling surcharge on cash, but well, okay, we'll take cash. And so then he puts the bill on the counter and it gets sucked into the machine. And then it says, and your change rounded off to the nearest dollar and he gets $2 back. So the Pepsi, uh, the, the Pepsi perfect cost him $48. Whoa. Now what's interesting though. Because yeah, I don't think the Pepsi. I don't think the Pepsi Perfect costs forty eight dollars because in the the menu says that a Pepsi Perfect is two dollars. So what it actually was was the Pepsi cost two dollars, and there was a forty six dollar cash handling charge. <laughs> That's kind of a great bit of world building if it didn't take so long to do. Uh, yeah, you know, right. I I changed my yeah, mind. Great I actually, I, I prefer this version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's that's there's, tricky there's stuff. There's too much going on in this, but I prefer the 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 heads shifting between each other between rather each than other. like arg- 
Yeah, rather than like arguing over space on the, the, the screen. The frame like butting into each other back and forth yeah. type of thing. Yeah. It's, it's really silly and I'm not a I'm not a fan. That's weird. Um, that contraption like, but, uh, is crazy though. That it that it's moves around on the ceiling practically with an actual giant cathode ray tube TV in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't That's envy great. the people that had to build that and maneuver it the whole day. Worth it though. Looks God, great. It's so heavy. Yeah. Um, then the other thing, because I, I always thought this was funny because every time the Pepsi Perfect shows up and it, it seems to be a moment of them saying like, oh, look how futuristic it comes up in a tube in the counter. And I'm mm. like, you mean a, a pneumatic tube that's been around since <laughs> like the late 19th century like right like, the thing i could go i could go to any bank and see like all the time like I don't, tube, tubes are always the future man the the tube travel is uh it always feels weirdly like jetson's futuristic even yeah. when you're at the bank or if you watch futurama or something like that like the tubes feel futury yeah 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 for sure although tubes being used to travel a person is more impressive than than uh, uh, a cylindrical Pepsi bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fair. Uh, it looks cool, though. <laughs> it does look cool. That's a, You're that's totally a, right. <laughs> it, it comes out of the giant Pepsi logo in the counter, which is yeah. which is nice. Ooh, you look just... how futuristic! A pneumatic tube. Oh, it's the voice <laughs> of a guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That hat is still pretty futuristic, oh. though. I think that hat looks great. The hyper oh, color. It's not McFly. even hyper color. Marty McFly, yeah, like the sh- shifting in the light weird hat. You could 100% sell that to some hipsters uh, tomorrow and make a killing. It would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure they do sell Somebody that. must, yeah. Some unlicensed to... Back to the Future. No, no, I think it is licensed, actually. Really? I know, I know yeah. they did like a licensed version of that Pepsi Perfect last year, right? They did, it did. Yeah. and they did it as a small run of the shoes with like different iterations of that, which is mm-hmm. nuts. Um, I like the, the first Perfect, version of it. I was gonna buy, I was gonna buy the Pepsi Perfect, but it was twenty dollars, and I was like, mm, no, because it doesn't look cool once you drank that. it. No, it don't look cool. Well, I would, I would it. never drink it. I would, I would just keep it in the bottle forever. Well, you could, okay. you could drink it I, and then I fill it with like too. resin. Yeah. Like you, you can drink the Pepsi. Scott. Yeah, yeah. Drink the Pepsi, and then if you want the weight and the look of the full Pepsi bottle, fill it with resin. That's what you do all the time. That makes sense to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. <laughs> what kind of resin? Oh, um, oh, no, no. <laughs> like model making resin. Never mind. Continue. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, so, so I want to, I want to check in on the 1967 draft, of course. uh, which as you know, we left with, uh, Marty and Jennifer walking around wide eyed in, uh, 2015. Well, they show up to the blast from the past. Uh, well, the 1967 version of the blast from the past store in 1967, Mm. it's a store that's just called the library, your complete information connection. (laughs) and in the window in the window uh marty does a double take and pulls jennifer back and he says jen look near the bottom and they see you see their pov 
and there's a a promotional poster for the 2015 Sports Almanac, 50 Years of Sports Statistics, 1965 to 2014, um, including baseball, football, horse racing, and basketball. Jennifer says, yeah, so? Marty says, don't you get it? We bring that book back to 1985 and make a fortune. We'll have the results of every football game, horse race, boxing match. We place a few bets and we're on easy street for the rest of our lives. Come on. She reluctantly follows him into the store and they talk to a clerk and he, he asks how much the sports almanac is advertised in the window. And the clerk doesn't know what they're talking about. And uh, Marty says, uh, the sports almanac, sir. And, uh, Jennifer's like, okay, let's just go ahead and go. And the clerk says, you floating on wild juice, son. Um, <laughs> you're very interested to know what wild juice is. That's and Nick's then, other band. And then, yeah. Floating on wild juice is my <laughs> yeah. favorite. Whose album is that your favorite album of Nick? Floating on wild juice. Uh, floating lips. Got it. Yeah. What is solid. it? What? He said the Flaming Lips, Floating on Wild Juice. That's his favorite album. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 that's good. Yeah. Uh, and then Marty says, uh, look, I just want to know how much money the Sports Almanac costs. And the clerk says, and I just want to know what format you want. Do you want it on ROM cart, ROM D, standard C, <laughs> mini C, or micro C, rental, lease, or download? What's your mem cap and bowed rate? Interface with me, kid. You'll never get by in this world if you can't interface. <laughs> I want that this on a t-shirt. Bob Hoskins? Like, who was this guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> then Marty says, uh, right, good advice. Jen, why don't we go out in the world and uh, interface? And then he's like, thanks a lot, and waves at the car at the clerk, and they both they both leave, and then as they're leaving, the clerk goes, assholes. And then Marty whoa, goes, whoa. And then Marty goes, now there's a word I understand. <laughs> and then he winks and then the clerk leaves the back. Yeah. So then so then we cut back into the alley where Doc returns in the DeLorean, having went shopping for clothes for Jennifer. Look, Marty. Uh, like an she didn't have any. So he shows up and he's like, okay, I brought you some homing devices to make sure you don't get lost. And then he looks around. He's like, Marty, Jennifer. And he realizes they're not gone. And he goes, damn, I can't even leave him alone for five minutes. Kids, no sense of responsibility. And he takes a deep breath and he says, calm down, Emmett. Get a hold of yourself. They probably just went to find a bathroom. And then he start, He looks at his watch and starts pacing. This then, whole draft is like two pages wow. long. Yeah. Then wow. <laughs> uh, we cut back to, to Marty and Jennifer and they're still walking away from the alley. And Marty is like, okay, we got to find – they got to have books in the future, right? So we just got to find a book version, a book version, not a print version – a book version of the, <laughs> sports, of the sports almanac. And Jennifer's like, I don't really care. I just want to go back and wait for Doc. And Marty's like, don't you want to be millionaires? And Jennifer says, Marty, I don't know what we're doing, and I don't feel comfortable walking around the future in these clothes. And then Marty stops, and he says, in there, they've got to have yellow pages. And so then the Cafe Hades of this draft oh, is – a McDonald's. Straight so, up. Okay. Yeah, so they go in the <laughs> McDonald's. 
They go into a McDonald's, <laughs> and inside it says, new at McDonald's, no more waiting in line. Our McWaiters bring food to your table. And each table has a computer touchpad menu for ordering, and you use a thumbprint to, to pay for things. Uh, and so they go to a payphone, and uh, the screen is yellow, and like the computer voice is asking them if they want a printed copy of a location to like buy the book. Um, oh. And then... Somebody says, "Hey, McFly," and then he and then he starts to turn, and then it's it's the tough kid. But then there's a nerdy kid who's like a total dork who's like, "Uh, hi, Griff. Guys, how's it going?" Yeah. And then Griff comes over, and then we meet Marty's son, Norman. What? Oh, cool. So it's not just Marty, Marty Jr. Yeah, he's yeah, not just George Foreman then. Yeah. Yeah, Norman McFly. Norman McFly. Yeah, Norman McFly. And but you have to know oh. that in this draft, Norman was going to be played by Crispin Glover. Whoa. Yeah. He's gonna like skip Whoa. the generation. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, Which would mean so that George's uh, that's where I'll stop in the nineteen sixty seven draft because you know, obviously we're not getting to the we're not getting to the the Griff and the uh uh Marty Jr. stuff until next week, but yeah. Wow. Wow. Very different. McDonald's. Just McDonald's. McDonald's. Just McDonald's. In a roundabout yeah. way to get to the same place. <laughs> yeah. There's like there's so many extra loops there. Yeah. Yeah. I did. The, the, I you can see that they clearly. Around. Yeah, they clearly saw the through line of we got to get the almanac. We got to get to that. We got to explain why it's important. But that you divert down this mm-hmm. other path beforehand, where it's like this one is like glance it. Have the other uh, confrontation come back to it <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah, Wild. you can definitely tell that uh, they did things in the most complicated way possible in this yeah. draft. Holy cow. Yeah. That's a lot of extra thinking, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. yeah. Boy, what a character, though. Interface with me, kid. You're never going to go anywhere if you don't learn to interface or something like that. <laughs> what sounds old <laughs> more interesting to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the McWaiters. I, I mean, I assume. Like, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I would assume, unless he was, I don't think he was dead at this point. I would have assumed that that guy was going to be Lou. That's what I would have assumed. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So then, then the through line is the the diner becoming. Well, I don't know if it's the same place, but the diner becoming a aerobics place, and then instead of promoting health, it's now just a McDonald's. And right. It's, he's not even a real cafe. Well, that, that guy worked work. at the library, so maybe it would have become a library. Oh, oh. And then I don't the know. McDonald's was somewhere else. I don't know. Hmm. But, uh, but that's yeah, that's crazy. So, wow. Yeah. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. <laughs> yeah, Get it's a fascinating draft. It's a fascinating <laughs> draft. Is there a place that like? That? Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no! I was, I was just saying. saying like, yeah. Oh, do we have anything else to talk about for for this this minute? Are, have we gotten through the whole minute? I think th- isn't there a bit with uh, um after oh, he gets right. the yeah, I mean, we, we get the introduction of uh, old Biff. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's right. Who's yeah. drinking milk out of a sphere and eating sushi? <laughs> and sushi watching, and milk. And he's watching pandas or something. He's yeah. watching a bunch of pandas. That's I mean. 
I can't fault him for it, I guess. You know, he knows what he likes. Something about fish and milk is the most disgusting thing. <laughs> and he's not the only one eating that that meal. The the two people on the on the on the stationary bikes are also eating sushi and milk. Jesus. And there's that nothing more disgusting. There's nothing more than more disgusting than sweating while drinking milk. <laughs> it's it's the anchorman of it all. Uh, oh. Like it's it's so appalling to consider that there's an entire <laughs> iconic throwaway line about it. This is a bad choice. Uh, Jesus, I mean, he. Lo- I-, I am impressed. I mean, not all of the makeup in this movie is super impressive, but I do really like the old age makeup they have on on Biff here. I think he looks genuinely terrifying. Oh it's yeah, like a, yeah. His whole like a, uh, his whole stance is really good. Yeah, yeah. He's got that like, and everything. Lawrence Talbot style uh, uh, walking cane with a fist on the end of it. And oh yeah. Hunched, oh man, that is what me. that is. It's yeah. totally Lawrence Talbot. That's great. <laughs> it's crazy. He's just he's a he's a, a brutal hulking figure. I love it. It's like they found out that Thomas F. Wilson uh, Thomas F. Wilson can do like something else like really great. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He gets he gets so much to play around with in this one. I mean like not that we've seen it yet, but like in a few minutes when he gets to play the his grandson or whatever. I mean, he's a totally different performer in all of them. It's great. Mhm. He's a he's dynamic, a dynamic if you will. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like his look. Um so Zach, tell us your tell us your story about the costume. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So this I mean, this image of Marty McFly dressed up as his son in this ridiculous outfit is it's so iconic and weird that it has its own extra powers beyond it. So in Los Angeles, because this is the epicenter of a lot of weird stuff, uh, a lot of the shooting locations in 2015 around October became places where people did events. So they had like at the Puente Hills Mall in Azusa, they had like a movie marathon where you could watch the movies in the parking lot of the Twin Pines Mall, which I wanted to go to, but I couldn't. Um, in uh, uh, in Hollywood, there's a church where they held the enchantment under the sea dance in the part one, the first movie. So at mm-hmm. that dance, they had the, uh, at that place, they decided to recreate the enchantment under the sea dance and have like just a huge Back to the Future themed uh bonanza there so they had costume performers there they had a bunch of deloreans that showed up you could take pictures in the deloreans anyway my friend brandon was working at one of those uh as marty mcfly so he had the full that whole get up that part two get up uh with the hat and the the jacket and the shoes the whole shebang and he also had a bunch of hoverboards thing is they finish up the event the dance whatever he's driving back he gets pulled over on the highway and there's a cop, a cop pulls him over and looks in and Brandon, by the way, Brandon Hillock is, um, he's a great performer, a really enthusiastic actor. He played, um, Officer Sachs on Veronica Mars, uh, the, the cop with the mustache who's always just hanging yeah, out back yeah, yeah. there. And he's just a died in the wool comic book geek. So you have to, there's this moment, the thing that really happened in the world is that Officer Sachs from Veronica Mars got pulled over by a police officer while he was dressed as Marty McFly and had a whole stack of hoverboards in his car. And the, the cop looks at him with a flashlight and says, uh, are those hoverboards registered to you? This is on October 21st, 2015. <laughs> he, he says, are those hoverboards registered to you? And Brandon goes, yes, sir. The cop asks him for his license registration. And Brandon goes to pull out his uh, ID but in his outfit, he has gone to the lengths that he has a fake Marty McFly ID 
in front of where his ID normally goes. So he has to pull out his fake Marty McFly ID to get to his real one. <laughs> and the cop goes, wait, 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 let me see that. And gives him the Marty ID. And the cop goes, you know, fake IDs are illegal. He starts to get freaked out. And he goes, this has got to be the crappiest fake ID I've ever seen. He throws it at him and he goes, says 1987 for Christ's sake. And then gives him a warning and says, you take care of yourself, Marty, and lets him go without ever looking at his real information just because he was dressed like Marty McFly, Marty McFly on the date from the movie in 2015. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. That's that's how much cultural cash that outfit has these days. It's astonishing. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, uh, <laughs> for anybody who's been listening this week and heard like two or three times, Scott, stop me from telling that story. That is the fabled <laughs> Back to the Future meets Veronica Mars in Los Angeles <laughs> sort of story that I had in the chamber. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trip, <clears throat> man. Uh, all right. Well, um, let's see. So the only other thing that happens in this episode is uh, Biff. Uh, Biff uh, comes over and just starts making uh, expositional small talk with uh, yeah, who he believes to be Marty Jr. I mean, he's literally like, <laughs> hey, you know, your your old man, your pop, you know, your dad, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, yeah, no. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I have a yes. I know who my father is. They Ace that one you. together by now. Hello, hello, McFly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really weird. Like, must be, must be rough being named after a complete butthead. I, I just. All right. I mean, I just, I this. It's the most unnatural conversation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Unless he thinks he's like got severe developmental disabilities or something, and he's making fun of him for him. Well, you know, you know that right. might be it. Yeah, like maybe That's he. True. It doesn't cross his mind that he's a time traveler because he's like, oh, that McFly kid. He's just so stupid. He's so stupid all the time. I'll say it four times at him. Yeah, you know, you're pretty chill today, Marty Junior. You're not. Uh, <laughs> you're not with. Uh, you're not with your mad caps today. <laughs> Where's your helmet, kid? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah. I lots more Biff talk tomorrow though. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Biff talk. Uh, uh what? Well, we touched on his his uh his makeup briefly and his whole hunched outfit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We no, talked about his cane. Yeah. Do we see him hit hit Marty in the head with the cane at this point? Not yet. Uh, no, 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 not yet. Okay, all right. I um I was watching The Ranch the other day, the new Netflix like uh, multicam sitcom, mm -hmm. and uh, Thomas F. Wilson shows up as like uh, Ashton Kutcher's old uh, football coach. Awesome! And wow! Like, Yay! Stay paid. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much money he still gets just from like residuals of Back to the Future stuff. Uh, from what I understand, none of them really get a whole lot of anything. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That's awful. That's, I mean, cause that's how actor deals worked back then because there was no such thing as franchises. <laughs> like I think they, I think they make okay money off the sequels, but off the first one, I don't think they get it's anything. It's just kind of a wash. Oh, and there's also that stupid thing where Universal pretends that they didn't make any money off of Back to the Future. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. Where you yeah. you only get um uh, uh, net points instead of gross points. So they're like, well, we never actually made a profit. So right. Was yeah. Thomas F. Olsen oh, also the voice of um of 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 all tannins in the cartoon? 
Yes, he was. Okay, well that helps. And then like him, you know, I mean, and, him yeah. and Mary Steenburgen were the only two. Steenburgen were the only two uh, actors who reprised their roles in the cartoon. Crazy. Well, here's here's my situation, folks. I realized I left my charger at home. I'm at my girlfriend's place, so I've got about forty ish minutes of battery on this uh, computer. And I Sounds can like a challenge to me. In. So I think we can do it. I think we can make it. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's give it a shot. All right, well, if you'd like to visit us online, go to backtothefutureminute.com. We're already getting some really cool comments and dialogue going about the first week of the show. Um, contact at backtothefutureminute.com if you have any emails or thoughts or memories or theories you'd like to share with us. Uh, tweet us at BTT. Wait, B T T F minute uh, for all of your uh, just tweets, and we love hearing from you guys. And you know, we'll retweet fun little Back to the Future stuff we see online. Uh, BTTF minute We love Tumblr. Uh, we love hearing from you. I sound like Donald Trump now. Um, <laughs> we love it. We love doing. I have the best tumbles. <laughs> um, Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes. It's the coolest thing you can do for a podcast. Leave us a good old five-star review. And you can find out more about our other podcast, The Doctor's Companion, which we co-host with Khan, where we talk about Doctor Who and uh, the crown jewel of our family, Geek by Night. And all of this you can support and find out more at DuelingGenre.com and support us financially uh, should you uh, should it be in your power and want at duelinggenre.com slash support. And if we get to $500, and this is just, you know, net. This isn't just for Back to the Future. You know, your you know, you're, you're $5 a month or your $2 a month will actually help all of our podcasts and operations. And if we get to $500 a month in support, we will do a, I beg your pardon, special weekend edition. But we won't call it that. Uh, back to the future minute where we will uh, record podcasts over the weekend. So, you know, if you work over the weekend or you, you know, like to run, you don't have a new back to the future minute to listen to. And I don't know, you're all out of, uh, I don't know, super egos. Uh, there'll be like a weekend edition. So that'll be fun. And uh, as always, much love and respect and empathy to Star Wars Minute, who are on, <laughs> I believe, hour nine of the Battle of Naboo. Um, but it's okay because as soon as that's over, they get to do all of Attack of the Clones. Uh-huh. Uh, then commit uh, hottie curry. So uh, <laughs> what a treat! Yeah, gonna be we'll great. See you, we'll see you on Friday, guys. Bye, bye. bye.